On April 11, 1983, Lars Ulrich woke up Dave Mustaine and fired him from Metallica. Ever since that moment, Mustaine vowed revenge by forming a band that was faster and heavier than Metallica. We're going to eat lunch and talk about it. This is Mega Lunch, a Megadeth podcast. Possibly we talk too much, Spencer and Britt, it's Mega Lunch. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I can't outdo that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's great. That's that's beautiful. So we're doing something a little different here, obviously. Um, why are we talking about Megadeth? Well, so Britt and I hang out a lot. Like, we do this podcast, but we are sorry. I say this podcast. I'm referring to BucketCast, but we do this podcast as well. And uh, we also hang out a lot outside of that. And... Um, we talk about certain things a lot, and weirdly, <laughs> maybe, Megadeth is something we talk about a fucking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say it's uh, it's it's a thing that we have like consistently memed at each other for the past like almost decade, maybe. It's it's a thing we just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've always found you know aspects of Megadeth very entertaining, but also very you know, silly at times. Absolutely. It's, there's a vibe to that band that is unique. Mm. And uh, I I think that there's a lot to say about them. And I think that uh, based on our like memory of Megadeth, um, it it got to a certain point where every time you would send me (laughs) memes or jokes about Megadeth, I was like, but we just need to do a Megadeth podcast. And through pure attrition, now we're here. Yeah, no, it's something that, like, (laughs) you have suggested no less than half a dozen times, and you just caught me on a day where I was like, yeah, fuck it, okay, we can, I I can commit to that today. (laughs) The best part is that every time I brought it up, you would just not respond. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know. <laughs> like I would send you texts, I'd be like, "We need to do a mega cast." Yeah, I know. We, I need, like, we yeah, need to do it, now, and you just wouldn't now, respond. And like, I thought that was so funny <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, right? We we already spend a lot of time talking about Buckethead. Why do we need to talk about Dave Mustaine? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, Dave Mustaine is just like I think such an interesting character, and not like without merit or talent. Like very, very talented guy. Um, has done like arguably more for metal than almost any other songwriter out there. Probably. Yeah. Um, like that, that dude is a big reason why modern metal sounds the way that it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. And a lot of metal from, you know, the eighties, nineties, two thousands, you know, his influence cannot be overstated. No, definitely not. Um, so, you know, we, we, I guess we, that would be a decent idea to do this. So, here's how we're going with this, right? Metallica, or at least, you know, Kill 'em All, specifically, less so Red Lightning and even less so Master of Puppets, um, are kind of the genesis uh, of this, right? And that's why we're starting with Kill 'em All, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Mustaine wrote roughly half the songs on this album. Right. 
and uh, or was part of the writing of those songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is kind of the the point where, you know, he first made his mark, and then paths diverged, so to speak, and we get a really interesting history with two bands that kind of play off each other in some interesting ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like largely the history of American metal um, in the 80s and 90s can almost be told through the tale of these two bands. It's very, like, Shakespearean in a way, I think. Truly, truly. Um, Yeah. I riff, therefore I am. (laughs) Uh, Um. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so 1983's Kill 'Em All. Indeed. So, interestingly, um, Dave Mustaine was fired uh, right before they started recording sessions for this album. How long was he in the band before? He was in the band for a couple years before that. So, they formed in 1981, and he joined the band um, soon after Hetfield and Lars Ulrich started the band together. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they had another bassist that wasn't Cliff Burton for a while there, too. Uh, sure. But, of course, they got him well before uh, they recorded the first album, and he was very instrumental in, in their sound. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, <laughs> uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to why that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, Truly. So, uh, like, um, and then they had another guitarist for a little while. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. They didn't have another guitarist. They... Um, Shit. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's let's well, restart hey, this. You I'm gonna, can edit I'm gonna, it out later. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit all that out. Um, so, uh, where where were we talking about the history of this album? Uh, yeah, 1983. So uh, they fired him uh, like uh, a couple weeks, basically, before they started tracking the album, um, and. You know, they very, very quickly got Kirk Hammett, who was playing for Exodus at the time, and uh-huh. uh, he played his first show with them, like, five days after he joined the band and was, like, recording tracks for them, like, a week after that, so. Nice. Yeah. And um, nice. so, interestingly, like, this album has, like, as you said, I think four out of the, like, ten tracks, um are written by uh, Mustaine, not completely. Or he's credited. Yeah, he's credited, credited to, to Mustaine. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff were songs that he, I think two of the songs were ones he brought over from, like, his former band. Um, so those were pretty yeah. much, like, inarguably, like, his songs that, like, Metallica reworked. Um, yeah. Um, one of those songs famously made it onto Megadeth's first album, which we will talk about. Yeah, mechanics. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, before we, uh, before we, uh, no, we'll, we'll do that after. Never mind. Sorry. This is, a, <laughs> this is a new format. I don't have, I don't have a leash here. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we're, we're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so this album was super influential to me as a kid mm-hmm. when I was 15, 16, like this album blew my mind yeah. and the, my very first band, which was called sanity beware. Great 
great band great name. band name great band uh name. honestly uh my very first band sanity beware we started our band basically learning metallica songs like learning metallica covers like and so we learned quite a few songs on this album specifically mm-hmm. um, one of those songs was a song we played it every single show we played was that <laughs> was seek, seek and, destroy. and destroy yeah yeah seek and destroy yeah. um <clears throat> so you know i have a lot of history with this and um it's also probably my favorite Metallica album, maybe. It's fair. Um, I guess I'm I'm not sure. Like the other records, I haven't listened to in a while. I haven't listened to this one in a while, honestly. Mm. It's probably been fuck a decade since I've listened to this at least. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's it's really it's it's something. Uh, the the thing I like the most about it is that you can really hear the new wave of British heavy metal influence in it. Yes, Much more absolutely. so. Much, much more so than, than Metallica's later albums. Right. Even Ride the Lightning, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I think is fun. And, and there's there's like a rawness to Hetfield's vocals that I like a lot. Um, I, I, I like his vocals here better than when he sings, significantly. Interesting. Um, I think the vocals are terrible. They're the worst produced vocals on anything, like, ever. And I, I, I went and tried to listen, like, the old version and the remastered version, and it's all garbage. Like, <laughs> they're, uh, I mean, it's just, like, over-delayed, bad. I can't understand what he's saying, like, at all, ever. Like, I can understand most death metal voc- vocals better than this. It's just, like... See, and I, I like that aesthetic because it's it's raw. Like, it's very, it, it sells the aggression, I think, better than some of their later stuff okay. where he's just singing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this has more bite to it than a lot of later Metallica Fair. as a result of it just sounding aggressive and raw and kind of shitty, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Metallica is definitely one of those bands that leaned into we're going to have immaculate production. Like, and that's fine. That's a vibe, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, no hate there. But also, it's interesting that their first album sounds so raw. Like, it sounds like a Celtic Frost album. You know what I mean? Basically, yeah, yeah. Or like like Venom, maybe. Or like like Venom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which was a big influence, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But definitely, it's got that, that kind of vibe, that early 80s, like, aggressive, shitty production. Just... It's it's fun. There are some albums that that like that can be a strength in a way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, Creator's Pleasure to Kill. That album sounds like fucking garbage. Yeah, it does. But it's 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 fun because it sounds so bad. Yeah, I could never really get into Creator because they sound so shitty. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, they have they have some well produced albums. Coma of Souls, very well produced. Yeah, very well produced. All right, not, not sounds, my favorite. Sounds like some killer riffs. Yeah. Never, never, that never got too much into German thrash like at all. I don't think. Uh, we'll we'll discuss that more in our Teutonic cast. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we will not have a Teutonic cast. Uh, that's what you think. I can't. I I can't make a song for that. I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Um, um, yeah. You can hear. Dave Mustaine a little bit in some of the songs, not every song, but there are certain songs where like you hear a riff and you're like, yeah, yeah, like that's uh, probably a Dave Mustaine riff. Yeah. Jump in the fire. Uh, Phantom yeah. Lord also feels pretty Mustaine. 
Um, Phantom Lord also a terrible song. It's a terrible song, but <laughs> it's it, it, fucking garbage. <laughs> it's 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 the only song really with like any kind of like odd timing with the riffs or anything, which feels a lot more Mustaine than it does Hetfield. Really. Sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's accurate. Um, so I'm just gonna say something. I know this this is gonna be controversial, so I'll I'll have words about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulling teeth fucking sucks. Um, it it is terrible. Can, can I can I, I show can I show you my notes? Yes, um, please. Uh, uh, I I I uh, I my, my note was: Can we just skip the bass solo, please? Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, so that's how I feel about that solo. I mean, it's fine. And like, I guess for like the early '80s, that might have been like, whoa, I've never heard that on a metal album before. But like, did you need to? So here's the thing, like Metallica, Metallica gets a lot of special treatment from the metal community. <laughs> like people treat them as though like you cannot criticize them or like mm-hmm. criticizing Metallica is bad because they're so good. They're so legendary. And like a lot of people, especially people that are like, um, amateur musicians, like people that are like getting into playing music for the first time, you know, or in their first couple of years of playing an instrument, um, will will look at albums like Kill 'Em All with like a lot of like great adoration, and things like Boom. Pulling Teeth are mm-hmm. really influential to those people. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I don't want to turn those people off from listening to what we have to say about it, but let me just say like 15 year old me thought that Pulling Teeth was kind of cool. And the bass player for my band thought it was amazing. Yeah. And 32-year-old me wanted to skip this song more than I have wanted to skip a song in a very long yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's so skippable. But I listened to it anyway, and I was like, Yep. All right. All right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It, it's it's fine, but it's also the definition of filler. Yeah, like, it's, let's it's be real. boring like, if we're looking, If we're looking at this in the context of like, modern musical perspective like this is filler mm. you know yeah like but this whole out al- this go ahead the, the thing i think like people canonize it though because you know cliff burton died in a really tragic yeah. way like on tour and so he's you know held up as like a rock god and you know given mm-hmm. he is a very good bassist and he's came up he with is. some cool shit like um the intro to for whom the bell tolls that riff is fucking killer dude oh yeah yeah hell yeah um, and like some of his playing on this record is actually pretty interesting and cool. Like it definitely it, has a very like some of it new wave of, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has like a very new wave of British heavy metal vibe. Very to it. much so. Um which is cool and a little bit different from like later thrash. It's it, it's weird to listen to this album because like my opinion and perspective on thrash metal specifically has been so formed by later thrash mm-hmm. that listening to this, there are certain things that are just odd, right? Like new right. wave of British heavy metal style bass playing is odd right. it, in thrash because yeah. that's just not a thing in later it, thrash. And there's songs like um, on this album, even though this is seen as like the thrash album and maybe the first thrash album in a way, yeah. um, there's songs on here that just aren't really thrash. Like Hit the Lights, it's, a, it's like a Motorhead song. Yeah, Motorhead or Venom. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah exactly. I, I actually wrote Motorhead and Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Um, um, it, it has a much more like British feel to it. It's like very like fast and loose and aggressive, but it's not 
not quite thrash yet, you know? Hey, this is a, a segment from one of our Patreon-only bonus episodes. Yeah, if you want to hear the rest of the episode and hear the rest of our bonus content altogether, uh, consider maybe uh, giving us a follow on Patreon. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, we've got to, for as little as $2 a month, you can subscribe to us, um, and it helps us make the podcast, helps us do extra shit, helps Indeed. us uh, live the dream of not working for the man and <laughs> yeah, working for, for sure. ourselves, uh, just doing bucket head content. That's a joke. No one's ever. No, gonna, no, yeah. No, no. one's ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, uh, check us out at yeah. uh, patreon.com slash head. Hell yeah. And I hope you enjoy this clip from the episode. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Bye.